Hello and welcome today on the Integral Yoga Podcast. I'm joined by Rita Pira, who is an intuitive, holistic life coach, and a raw vegan chef. She is on a mission to help people heal their mind, body, and soul by debunking their subconscious fears and getting out of their own way. She is also the host of the highly rated binge-worthy podcast, Trading Raw Stories. So Rita, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, I want to start by asking, I want to start by asking you about uh, something that's very interesting to me, and I think it is to you as well, um, imposter syndrome. Can you explain what that's about, like your definition of, of imposter syndrome? What does that mean? Oh yeah. Imposter syndrome kept me stuck for the last decade of my life. Everything I've ever wanted to do, everything I've ever hoped to accomplish in my life, I kept myself stuck. I was in my own way out of fear, fear of judgment of others, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of not thinking I'm good enough. I'm not smart enough. Who am I to do this? Just simply keeping myself stuck out of basically my own thoughts, my own beliefs, my own in, in my head, in my head, it's all in your head. Imposter syndrome is literally you keeping yourself stuck out of different fears and different limiting beliefs that you have created for yourself in your own reality, in your own mind. That's it in a nutshell. Hmm. So what's the imposter aspect of it? That like you're, you don't feel real or something or you're taking yourself too seriously maybe? What's the imposter component? That's a great question. So it's basically you feeling like you're a fraud. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're n- you don't have the credentials that you need to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and the, the fraud part of it, you feel like you're going to be found out. That's the key. That's the thing that really gets people in their own way. I'm feeling like I'm not ready. Who am I to do this? Who would pay me to do this? Um, and I should just sit down and shut up and not bother mm-hmm. So it sounds like the, there's there's pressure to almost um, perform constantly uh, because I can't relax. I can't just be myself because that's not good enough. No one would like me or accept me. Is that it? You, you know, what's interesting is that imposters don't actually suffer from imposter syndrome, if you think about it. It's only those of us that feel like we are imposters But then that in itself is saying you're not an imposter because imposters, right? It's like, if you think about it that way, imposters don't suffer from imposter syndrome. So you can't be an imposter if you are suffering from imposter syndrome. Mm. (laughs) Mm. So that's kind of what meant to, to relax us a little bit and, and say, you know, if, if you're, if you're having those feelings, it means that, that what you have a, a good heart. Perhaps. I think so. I think that if there's something that you're feeling called to do, there's something that's tugging at your heart that doesn't go away and you keep talking yourself out of it. I invite you to talk yourself back into it. There's a reason you are feeling called to do something. There's a reason that there's something tugging at your heart for it's meant for you to bring forth. And I can give an example for the last decade, even a little more actually since 2010, when I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters, I wanted to share everything I learned with the world. I wanted to scream from the mountaintops to help people understand 
you know, what they're putting in on and around their bodies is really creating their life experience. It's limiting your, your mind's capacity to actually work at a higher level, really like your mind clarity and everything comes as a result of what you're consuming. And, um, I, I wanted to open up a juice bar. I wanted to open up a raw vegan restaurant and, I told myself, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not ready. I don't have the credentials. I'm not an actual legitimate chef. I didn't go to school for that. Um, I don't know the first thing about business. I don't know how to open a restaurant. So all these I don't knows, I don't knows, I don't knows kept me where I was rather than asking myself, okay, what do I need to learn or what's the first step I need to take And to move forward through that process, I just kept myself stuck making the excuses to justify why I couldn't do something. Whereas all these years, I've had the same ideas. I flipped through journals and journals and journals from the past decade, and I'm finding the same things that I'm wanting to do and wanting to create and wanting to bring forth into this world. So that has not changed. And that is when I realized I cannot waste any more time. I have to show up. I have to do this or else I will end up on my deathbed full of regret Mm. feeling like, what did I even do with my life? And why didn't I do any of these things out of fear of judgment, out of fear of talking about me, people talking about me, making fun of me or judging me, worrying about what people would think or fearing failure, fearing not knowing how to do something. But I mean, if you don't even try, you've already failed. So that's really what it was for me. And I encourage everyone listening, do the thing that you talk yourself out of doing. There's a reason you're feeling called to do it. And talking yourself back into it is you listening to your intuition. It's you listening to your heart. It's you listening to your inner child, your inner being, your inner wisdom, the inner knowing of what you are here to do. And so stick it to fear and imposter syndrome and just do it like Nike. (laughs) Corny. Hmm. It seems to me that we have to also prepare ourselves for the bad days, right? Because what happens is I get super inspired, kind of like what you're talking about. You know, I watch a documentary or I hear about something and I'm I'm lit with this fire. Okay, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do all of these different things, but, and maybe that'll last for tomorrow or a week. Right. But at some point that fire seems to dwindle a little bit. And, and so, so I try to be aware of that and prepare for kind of the, the lows. Like if this is something I'm really committing to doing, I have to be prepared for those days that are in a way filled with doubt that I don't have the energy um, I don't have the inspiration. Do you have anything to share in terms of that, of like riding the waves? Like, okay, I set the intention that that this is what I'm called to do, but it's not going to be so simple, right? Like I have to keep that fire going. I have to nourish that fire even when it gets really small. So it's funny. Elon Musk said something recently. He said, if you need motivation, don't do it because you're not really in alignment with whatever it is. Because if you're meant to do something, you have this innate fire in you that pushes you, that naturally motivates you. And what I would say is that if there's something that you are inspired to do, like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my life, like you said. And you are you are feeling joy and excitement and all of that. You can take action immediately on it. That's inspired action. 
And when you do that, that's when you ride that positive wave that takes you up and escalates and elevates you up to the next thing. But if you talk about something and you think about something and you want to do something, but then you actually just keep talking about it and don't actually do anything about it, or you just dabble in it, then you're not going to ever get to that point where you are elevated enough to the point where the the universe or God or whatever it is for you elevates you and uplifts you and takes this idea from the mental and brings it into the physical and it gets amplified. And then that's the wave you're on. And so when you do find yourself down or, or tired or unmotivated, you have to go back to your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to bring this forth into the world, whatever it is for you? And that is the thing that reignites that fire and pushes you. And just think about what is one thing I can do right now that will bring me joy, that will light me up, that will excite me, that'll reignite that fire. What was it in the beginning? Like going back to the beginning and then always bringing yourself to a place of I want to say gratitude because when you are feeling the energy of gratitude, you can't feel anything else, anything negative, really. So moving yourself back toward your purpose, your why, and doing something that shifts your energy away from the, the, the downward spiral and spiral your way back up. Choose the next best thought. Do something that lights you up and it reverses you back upward. That is the best advice I think I could give that's just coming to me now. So, Can you share about your why, your personal why? Yeah. Oh, I, I have so many things that I want to create and bring forth. And I'm, I'm finding a way, and I, t- I don't say trying anymore. And when I catch myself saying trying, I, I replace, I remove that word because I say you either do or you don't right? You either are or you're not. And I'm encouraging people to get out of this gray area in uh, this beautiful year of 2021. So um, my- You know, that's a, sorry, you know, that's a a famous saying from Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) Do or do not. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's true. It could not be more true and more effective. I mean, really, if you are saying, oh, I'm trying to do this. Okay. But are you doing it or are you not doing it? You either are or you're not. So when you think about it that way, it's like, okay, I'm not because I'm not taking action. So then it forces you to take action and then suddenly you are. And then you're riding the wave of actually doing the thing rather than talking about trying to do it. You either are or you're not. Mm. Black and white. Get out of the gray area. <laughs> That's my new thing apparently this year. Um, but so I have, I have a bunch of whys. Um, my, my life, my journey, I feel like my healing can heal others and I've healed a lot of different things. And so bringing forth my, my knowledge, my wisdom, the things I've learned to women, especially, um, around the the world to empower them so that they can live a full life and bring forth whatever it is that lights them up, that they're suppressing or living the life that they think they're supposed to live because someone told them who to be or society told them who to be. And I, I want to empower people to shed those layers, peel them back and really fall in love with themselves and have an insane amount of courage that brings confidence to show up in the world as who you truly authentically deep down are that is is dying inside because of this life that you think you're supposed to live. 
And I, I personally grew up in a household where I'm, so I'm Assyrian. It's like ancient Babylonian, you know, back in the day when the day was back. Um, so I, I was raised to be this human in this household that was designed a certain way where I have to be a, a woman that gets married, that has children, that dresses a certain way, that talks a certain way, that um, does a certain thing with her life. And that's it. I, I was, like most people, you are born into a box and it's designed for you to show up a certain way. And so when your inner being is conflicting with this box you're living in or this, this life you're supposed to fit into, that's when we have these identity crisis things go on where we're like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's the point of all this? All these big questions come up because we're, we're told we're supposed to live a certain way. We're supposed to do certain things. We're supposed to be certain people. And when we shed that, and we just, I, I, I guess, peel back the layers and discover who we really are, what we really want to bring forth, what really lights us up, what our true calling is. And we actually sh- push away the, the fears and the worries of judgment, of what people will think, of what people will say, of, 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 of those things that really don't matter at the end of the day. Then we show up as our true authentic selves and we bring forth the magic that's within us. And then God uplifts us and elevates everything that we've ever thought was impossible comes into our experience bigger and better than we could have imagined. And so when I stopped caring what people think, finally, everything unfolded. I started manifesting everything I've ever dreamed of times a hundred, times a thousand. (laughs) Anything I think about happens. The power of the mind is just even more enhanced because of my diet for the last decade or 11 years now. But I kind of went off on a tangent. I don't even know what the question was. (laughs) You were, you were talking about your why that was really, really beautiful. Oh, Uh, thank you. I just totally, I I, I flow. I get these like downloads and I just, things come like I I vomit information and then sometimes it's beautiful. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's vomiting, but (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, I want to take my healing, use my healing to heal others. I, that's my goal. I want to educate people, inspire people and, and, and teach them that, you know, what they're, they're, they're living in their, their soul is living in this skin suit and you have to feed your body things that will nourish it, that will allow it to work at its highest possible level so that your brain works better. You're, you're, you're thinking more clearly. You're becoming more conscious of your thoughts. You're becoming a conscious creator rather than an unconscious one where your subconscious limiting beliefs are running the show and you're not even aware of it. You have patterns in your life that keep showing up. You keep dating the same type of person with a different face on. I wonder why. There's a lesson there. There's healing there that needs to happen. Yeah, you you say something that um, this is kind of what you're speaking. I'm hearing you speaking to right now. That's very much in alignment with uh, integral yoga, I would say. And you say what you consume through your eyes, ears, mouth, and your thoughts and beliefs create your life. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you have like this this understanding of 
what am I consuming? Right. And almost like owing it to yourself or ourselves to consume really good things that, that nourish us. Um, Absolutely. That's the key because what you're consuming through your eyes and your ears and your mouth is creating your, your human experience. And when you take care of those things, your thoughts become better serving and thoughts or beliefs are just thoughts on repeat. Right. And so if I personally, my confidence has shot through the roof ever since I started taking care of myself and being more conscious of what's around me. I don't watch the news at all. I haven't for years. So I have no idea what's going on right now. And I'm more, I'm happier for it. You know, um, I, I don't have negative people around me. Also, my energy doesn't attract that anymore because I've raised my vibration through the food I'm eating. I'm eating high vibrating foods. I'm drinking Kung and water, <laughs> alkaline. I'm maintaining an alkaline environment inside. And I'd say outside as well. I keep things that bring me joy. I, I, de I decorate my home to make me feel good. And I, I just keep people around me that are positive, happy, doing things that are good in the world, living, um, being of service, having some sort of purpose and drive and motivation to uplift me with them, not bring me down with them. Right. And so that's what I, that's what I mean about what you consume through your eyes is what are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to through your ears? What are you eating through your mouth? And are these things serving you or are they bringing your vibration down? You're either raising your vibration or you're lowering it by what you're consuming through your eyes, your ears, and your mouth. Yeah, so one, one idea that I'm very intrigued by uh, is, is kind of um, redefining our relationships with ourselves a little bit, right? And uh, so seeing it as my responsibility to take care of Avi, right? Like I know Avi best, you know Rita best. Each of us know ourselves the best. And we in our way, in a way are like uh, our own safekeepers, yeah. right? Like we have, you have a responsibility to protect Rita is the way I would, I would frame it a little bit. It's a little weird because it seems, you know, a little oh, crazy to that. think of yourself in, in, in the third person, but for me, it was so, it was such a shift to realize that if everyone did this and just became their own safekeepers, like what would the world then look at, look like? And yeah. is that the most important job that I have is just to take care of myself. And, and once I see it like that, then it's, it becomes, I think a lot easier to do what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Because like I'm taking care of Avi, then I'm not going to expose him to um, you know, maybe people who aren't very healthy and eat all these things that aren't good for me and watch all these violent things and, and, and whatever it is, because then I'm not taking care of him. I'm not doing my job. Yeah. That's beautiful. Beautifully said. That is exa exactly it. Spot on. If you, if you, we don't look at it as that way, right? We don't, we, even with, when we're eating, we're, we want to have fun. We want to eat something that tastes good. Right. And we want to go to a restaurant with our friends and we drink and we eat things that, at the end of the day, if you could see what you're doing to your body on a cellular level, you would not consume those things, period. You just wouldn't. That's the thing is if we look at it as I need to feed my body. It's like when you have an, an animal, I have a dog. I feed my dog the best things to nourish him, to make sure he can live a really long time and not get sick, right? Just like our children. We take better care of our children then we take care of ourselves 
And that's also something that, you know, it, it's a nurturing thing. It's a people pleasing thing. It's putting other people first and not yourself. But if you don't take care of you, how can you take care of others? If you don't fill your own cup, you won't have anything to pour from. Yeah. Well said. Exactly right. Um, I want to ask you about uh, the balance between gratitude and manifestation. So I know that you're big on uh, manifesting, right? But you also speak about gratitude, which is one thing that I'm very big on. So to me, gratitude and kind of contentment of just, I feel so full. I've been given so much. Like my life is, is amazing. I'm genuinely thankful. And now at the same time though, like maybe it's okay to ask for things. I think it's okay to ask for things to improve things, improve my life so I can serve other people more. Um, but those things are a little tricky, right? Cause you can fall too much, I think into one end or the other potentially where, you know, one side, um, you're, you're not asking for anything and don't have interest in, in maybe making improvements to your life. The other side, you're not appreciating the present and the gift that you have because you're so concerned about the future and, and what I want. So how do you navigate the balance between those two things? Oh my gosh, I love this so much. There's so much that you said there. So about gratitude and manifesting first, um, the, the two are absolutely connected. When you are feeling gratitude for what you currently have and for every moment, even something that happens for you, not to you, that's a bad thing that you would see. Like um, something, some, why is this happening to me? I invite you to go, why is this happening for me? What's the lesson here? I'm grateful for this experience. Having gratitude for every single moment, every single thing as a lesson, as some way for you to grow and evolve. And that has shifted, you know, the whole roller coaster ride that I used to live on. I, I, I had ups and downs and ups and downs. And it's been pretty consistently up for me because I look at every single experience as a lesson. Even the relationship that I left this past April, I'm so grateful for it. Even though it was a, a, several months of it were miserable. I was crying and crying and crying and, and could not shake what was going on. And I still found gratitude in the moment. And even now I talk about it often on my podcast because I healed parts of me that I didn't realize still needed healing. So I have gratitude for that experience, good or bad. In my early 20s, I was almost raped and murdered. Gratitude for that experience rather than staying in negative low vibrational frequencies that bring you down and you attract more bad things into your life. So the connection between gratitude and manifestation is you feeling gratitude for every single thing that you have in your life, the small things that excited you at one point that lost their luster, pretend they were taken away from you. How much would you miss them? And then get it, like bring it back as if you just got it again. So mm. looking things as new and mm. having gratitude for every single thing that, that you have in your life, appreciation for what is thriving and not focusing on what you don't have, but, but focus on what you do have and that's thriving and you'll attract more of that into your life. The other piece um, you mentioned, oh gosh, like I, sh I wish I had a notebook to write down little things that came to me so I don't forget them. Um, but there was something else that you were, you were talking about that, um, so it wasn't, so the manifesting gratitude, and then you, you went somewhere else with that, that I was like, oh, that's so good. I have something to share about that, but it escaped me. <laughs> um, maybe I was just saying, you know, that, uh, you know, I could ask for, it's okay to ask for 
things to to change and maybe improve while I'm appreciating like like you're describing so beautifully um, everything that's happening to me good and bad I, I appreciate it uh, but at the same time I'm going to um, ask <laughs> for for something to to maybe be different and that that's okay yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's interesting because the thing that came to me right away when you said that and it came right back receiving we block ourselves from receiving. And when you block yourself from receiving in one area, you are blocking yourself from receiving in all areas. That is what I truly believe because I had this thing where I was just such a people pleaser. I would give and give and give and bend over backwards. That's how I was raised. I watched my mom give and give and give and never take. And so I subconsciously learned that that is how you earn love that is how I am I am to show up as a woman in relationships and all of that. And um, remind me to tell you about a conversation I had yesterday specifically about confidence in relationships and and uh, my newfound way of, of dealing with that. It's magical. And I'm teaching a course on it now. <laughs> um, gosh, I go off on tangents, but it, it always comes full circle. I swear it does. <laughs> Good times, but blocking yourself from receiving. Um, so I would I would pour into people and give and give and give and never allow myself to receive. So then when I want something and I don't believe that I deserve it, I don't believe I'm worthy. That's the thing. It always comes back to I'm not worthy and I don't deserve this. I'm not enough. It always comes back to these limiting beliefs. And it always goes back to your childhood because from age zero to seven, your brain is a completely subconscious mind. You are absorbing anything and everything around you and you're trying to make sense of it and you're developing survival strategies that carry into your adult life. And you don't know why you're behaving a certain way. You don't know why you have certain patterns. It all comes back from that. And so when you allow yourself to receive you allow yourself for people to do something nice for you. I would never let anyone do anything for me. Why would God give me what I want? Hmm. So if I'm not allowing people to do anything for me, why would God give me, why would God give me what I want? Why would I manifest what I want if I won't even allow myself to have small things? Yeah, I think for myself, I... I think I have some personal work to do in being able to, to receive. And I'm not even really sure what that looks like. Like, I don't think that I'm not worthy. I just don't know if I'm receiving as much as I could be. Like, I don't know what that feels like necessarily. I don't know if you have anything to say about this, but like, it seems like receiving can be almost like a muscle that needs to be built in a way to, to I would receive. Agree with that. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and I think that it's, it, it was, Ooh, it was so painful for me the first time to let someone to do something for me because I'm the one that does for you. I'm the giver. That's my love language, acts of service, but not to have anyone do anything for me, but for me to be the giver and the doer. I don't know how, the, I think the first thing was I was forced. I was forced to allow someone to take care of me and to take care of where we lived for a couple of months, but it was the most painful, painful because we moved from Chicago to California and I didn't have a job lined up. He said he would take care of everything until I found a job. And I thought I would be okay with that. But my inner being was like, this hurts. Stop. 
don't let anyone do anything for you. Part of it is not not enjoying the fact that someone has something on you that they could say, I did this, I did that, you know, to not let any, and it's a pride thing too. I take care of myself. I've been independent on my own since I'm 17 years old. No one can say they did anything for me or gave me anything. And it was like having that was so it's ego based. It's Mm. super ego based. Right. And so having to allow this person to pay the rent to take care of where we live and what we needed and fill the fridge. That was the most painful thing I ever had to allow anyone to do for me. I, I literally suffered internally. I felt less of a human, less of a person, less of a woman. Everything was challenged. And I broke down and like lost a big part of me in this process. And, but it forced me to allow myself to receive this. And then it, and then it started to transition into okay, I deserve this. This is okay. I'm contributing in all the, in other ways. You know, it's just a matter of stepping into it lightly, gently, and then it expands and it unfolds. And then the next thing comes and then going on a date, for example, letting somebody pay for the whole meal without you offering to split it. It's okay. Let that happen. Receive it. You know? Yeah. So it's coming to me is like, our relationship with giving in itself, mm. right? Like, do I really believe that giving is a wonderful thing, right? Like, how do I feel when I give? If I love to give, right. why would I not accept then and 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 in a sense give someone else the opportunity, the opportunity to give? To give, yes, to give, exactly. Right? I yeah. love that. Yes, that is the key. It's like you're not allowing someone else to give. And that in itself is selfish. It's like, no, I'm not going to let you give me anything to get the joy out of giving. Yeah. <laughs> How ridiculous does that sound when we put it that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about kind of um, these uh, cycles or a chain that maybe feels like it's been passed down from generation to generation a little bit, right? Because I think many of these things that we're talking about, and you allude to kind of expectations that you had growing up from your family and I feel that a lot too, right? Like these things have been passed down to us and they were passed down to our parents from uh, their parents and so on yeah. and so forth. Um, for me, this is great motivation to kind of explore truth, explore healing. This is the reason why I'm so passionate about yoga because I feel like it's cleaning cleaning me up in these ways. It's this tool to do that. Um, so I'm curious if you have anything to, any any insights into this where it's like, great purpose found in, okay, those cycles that maybe that are not healthy that have been passed down to me, I can't maybe break them all, right? Because there's so many of them and they're so nuanced and I can't be aware of all of them. But if I can break some of them and become a healthier person, then in a way I am um, kind of evolving positively that chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's so freeing to break those invisible chains if you can just break one, it sheds a layer of you that you are able to step into a new version of you. I have, I I joke and say, I've lived like nine lives. I've been like 75 versions of me and it's, it changes. I change, I grow, I need, and I evolve. I mean, I am going to be a completely different person five months from now. You know, if you're staying the same, if you're not changing, if you're not growing, why, why are you even here? Why are you even here? Why are you having an ex- a human experience to go to work, pay bills, come home, 
argue with the person that you're with because you are miserable. What is the point? Hmm. And so the cycles for me, oh my goodness, just being a Syrian, there are some deeply, deeply, deeply rooted beliefs. That's what it comes down to is these beliefs that were created by someone passed down to the next person, passed down to the next person in, in the sense of this is the way we live. We, right? This is the way we live. And it's such a separating thing too. When you just make the decision to realize I am my own person, I am a soul that's in this unique skin suit. I happen to be born into this family that's raising me this way. But now I realize I don't have to live this way. And you start taking scary ass action that will piss people off, but will free the shit out of you. That's when you become so liberated and you're cracked wide open. And Mm. that's when the healing comes through. Mm. Ah, I love it. (laughs) Download, baby. Download. (laughs) That's it too. That's a really helpful thing to me too, is like um, moving away from taking credit. And another thing that I think is passed down is like this ego world where we're like competing against each other. And it's just like me, 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 right? Like I'm so great because I can say these really smart things or whatever it is. So I appreciate that you say it like with the download because um, more and more I'm realizing there's nothing to take credit for, right? Like I didn't create myself, right? And the stuff that that's coming to, it's just coming through me. So there's really nothing to take credit for, but it's a totally different paradigm from the way that like I, I, you know, grew up and was kind of indoctrinated in a way into the system where like, I have to prove my worth in so many ways. And it's like, it's very freeing, freeing, but it's also uncomfortable because it's totally new. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remove myself from all of that. You know, it's interesting. I was at Shanda Sumter's house yesterday and we had a big group of us from clubhouse is amazing. Such a beautiful time. And she said to me, she says, Rita, you have so much courage and you have the gift of tongue. That's what she said to me. And everyone that was there, when I walked into the room, I automatically showed up with, hi, everyone. I love you. I'm Rita. Like I have nothing but love coming through me now. I'm radiating love. I'm, I'm radiating joy. I have no ego, right? And I'm not competing. I'm not judging. I'm completely conscious of my thoughts, my intentions, my purpose, my Mm. beliefs, everything. And so when I walked into this place where I, the old me would have been intimidated, would have wanted everyone to like me, would have Mm. done everything and everything and everything possible to make sure that every single person thought good things about me and liked me and wanted to be my friend. And when I walked in there, completely just surrendered and showed up with love and I'm, I'm blasting love at everybody, there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to stress about. There's no competition. There's no fear of judgment, none of that. And since I didn't bring that energy, I didn't receive it from anyone either. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's the key. And the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because you mentioned the ego and all of that. And the old me would have walked into a room afraid, fearing 
the thoughts of other people. And instead of standing and walking confidently in what I'm wearing and, and just as a person, I would walk in fearing like, what are they think, talking about me? What are they thinking about me? Um, how do I look? Um, they're going to, you know, just negative thoughts, fearing judgment. That is what I was vibrating. So what your thoughts are, what you're thinking creates emotion. Emotion is literally energy in motion. And what you are energetically feeling, you are vibrating. And what you're vibrating, you're attracting. So ask yourself in any given moment, what am I vibrating right now? Mm. Oh, I love that question so much. <laughs> am I vibrating? What am I vibrating? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's it. And that's how I'm a manifesting queen because I am always vibrating what I want to get back. <laughs> I show up with a high vibration. And when I check myself and I assess, what am I vibrating right now? It's a constant like assessment of yourself. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I vibrating? Hmm. And that's how you can take a look at your life experiences and look around you and see, this is what I've created because of my previous vibrations, because of my previous emotions, because of my previous thoughts. So when you work your way backwards, you get to the thoughts, the beliefs that are creating your current reality. It's like reverse engineering to get to the root, to get to the, the core cause of your current circumstances. Mm. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think slowing down enough to see the path of how you got where you are in order to learn, learn something. Yeah. Yep. Rita, thank you so much. It's been amazing to, to speak with you. Um, if people uh, would like more information about you, what's the best way to, to connect? Well, if you want more of what you've heard here today, you can check out my podcast. It's called Trading Raw Stories. And I'm all over um, Instagram is where I, I'm, I'm more active. Um, my handle everywhere on every social platform is Raw Vegan Rita. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So you can connect with me there and check out my podcasts. Hmm. Rita, I just want to wish you well and uh, in a way congratulate you on, on the work that, that you've done because it's so genuine and uh, I would echo the, the sentiment of courage because it really does take courage to, to change, uh, right? But uh, it's, it's incredibly liberating and I feel that, that liberate, li liberating uh, vibration uh, just totally radiating from you. So thank you. Sure. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that's the course that I'm, I'm going to be creating is, is helping people to, to have courage to step into the person that they are here to be. So. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.